The fact of the matter is, whether you've been in network marketing for years or just a few days, your family and friends have seen your opportunity and your phone is, as we call it, burnt. If you're anything like me, that's a scary thought. So the big question is, how do entrepreneurs like us, who love the network marketing profession, who no longer want to be that guy and are tired of convincing people during uncomfortable let's get coffee meetings where they say, what's this all about? How do we market in a way that aligns us with our dream clients and expands our network of upfront and transparent professionals, allowing us to get our time back, our families back, and gain a real passive asset? People like us who value impact over income, we deserve to see our visions once and for all. Join me in this podcast where we'll uncover just how to do that. My name is Eric Sablon. Welcome to Burnt Phone Marketing. What's going on, guys? Eric Sablon here with Burnt Phone Marketing Radio, and I'm super excited. I actually have a, a marketing genius. I mean, I, I was scrolling through his, his, uh, his stuff, and it's just like, wow, like, this is perfect, and this is perfect, and this is perfect. However, you know, he's modeled somebody. He modeled somebody, a great, a great in this industry, and I've modeled him, but I, I looked at what he's done, and, you know, he's been in the network marketing space for about 20 years, but he built belly to belly. And all of you guys know that belly to belly is great at first. And then all of a sudden you get the family and friends and all sorts of stuff. He's also, he adopted two kids with special needs. So he's got a huge heart, huge heart. He's been, I just found out this, this he's been in broadcasting. He came, he came from the broadcasting world. But since he studied MLM, you know, he's noticed that harassing his friends and family was getting nowhere. So he actually went to automation. So I'm actually just going to chat with him about the journey of entrepreneurship, network marketing, the old school versus the new school. And I hope that you guys get some value out of this. So grab your pens, grab your paper. Please welcome Mr. Ben Milton to the show. Ben, welcome to the show. Ben, thank you, Eric. I really appreciate the intro. That was amazing. I'm, uh, I was like, who is this guy he's talking about? This genius, like, I, I don't, wow, I'm excited to hear from him. This is gonna be great. <laughs> Well, you got your humble hat on. You definitely got your humble hat on. Guys, if you've actually scrolled through and seen some of his stuff, I was I was pretty amazed at the thing that he's done. And like automation. So I wanted to, I, I'm a big into automation. I want to kind of, well, you know what? Let's actually step back just so the audience knows who you are, where you came from. Tell us a little about who you are, what you do um, in your own words, because I kind of gave you like the snippet, but kind of yeah. in your own words, who is Ben Milton? Where does he come from? Well, I am, like you said, I have a broadcasting background. I work in uh, radio and um, I was 27 when I was introduced to the world of network marketing. And that's because I was being laid off for the second time in my career because I could be, I was, I was redundant. Like they could hire somebody fresh out of high school to do my job at like half the cost of what I was charging them. So I was, I was in a shoe store. If you get, this is like the most hack uh, story, intro story to MLM ever, Eric. Like this is exactly how like, you know, they're like, oh, this is how everybody gets introduced to it. I was in a, I was in a shoe store looking for a new pair of shoes because I knew I was going to have to go on job interviews. And some dude approached me and was just like, hey, you look sharp. Like what's going on? And we just started like chatting. And he was like, well, I have an opportunity if you're interested. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely interested. So we exchanged business cards and um and the next day, like we, he called me up and, and we met for coffee. <laughs> <It was> just, 
<laughs> which I would never do today, but we met for coffee and he showed me the plan and, and I was, I was open. Like I was wide open at that point in time. I had been approached before to uh, multi-level marketing and it was never the right time. It wasn't something I was interested in, but um, at that point in time, being laid off in 27, I was thinking, gosh, how am I going to make it until I'm 65, 70 years old to retire in this industry? And so I was, I was desperate. I was really looking for something that I could do that would um, give me back some freedom, give me back some financial security. Um, and we, uh, we, we grabbed a hold of it and we ran fast and we hit the top of the bonus chart within six months. And we had a good growing big team and um, things were going really great. We were making lots of money and we were traveling and we were on the talk circuit going around and giving our talk and stuff like that. It was great, man. We were in our, we were in our late twenties, early thirties, and it was uh, the time of my life. And um, around then we decided that we wanted to um, foster kids. We had tried to have kids ourselves and um, it just wasn't working out. So we decided we would foster some kids as a way to, to, scratch my wife's itch if you will for for having kids because you know it is once ladies are like i gotta have a baby there's no you know you just kind of go along for the ride a little bit <laughs> and uh we ended up fostering kids and um somehow we ended up getting sucked into the world of fostering kids with special needs mm. and um we ended up long story short we ended up adopting two kids with special needs now um you said, you know, you mentioned that I was an old school belly to belly marketer, which is true, which means I was going to meetings every other night and I was out contacting nights. I wasn't at a meeting and I was out, you know, doing house plans or something else on, on nights. Well, I wasn't able to do that once we got these kids in our lives because um, they, they just had special needs and they needed me to be around. My wife needed me and we were able to do less and less and less. And uh, that business kind of just shriveled up and died as a result of that because I just wasn't able to, to do anything. I wasn't able to automate. I wasn't able to scale beyond myself in that model very easily. And so we lost that business and um, kind of floundered around for a couple of years trying to figure out what to do next. And, um, and then I found a new opportunity and uh, my, uh, my sponsor was like, well, you know, I know you don't want to do the whole like make a list of 100 names thing anymore. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to do that again. Um, so she's like, well, I just found this book from Russell Brunson called uh, Network Marketing Secrets. And I was like, okay, I'll order it. So I ordered a copy and it, ch it changed the whole way I thought about the industry, the whole way I thought about how I would be able to build a big team and have a big impact on people's lives without having to go through the whole rigmarole of doing meetings and going to hotels and and all that other stuff there was there was an automated way for me to uh to do a lot of the work that i had previously had to do by hand and uh so for the last year i've just been studying that and getting deep into that world of automation and funnels and chatbots and and all that stuff and and just trying to master that and uh and here i am today that's that's an amazing story. So like, that's what happens a lot of times is in, in your story. And, and guys, I just want you guys to listen to how his story is laid out. He actually does something called origin story radio. And if you follow Russell Brunson, you know exactly what the origin story is. He literally gave you an origin story of exactly what happened to him, his successes, 
the wall that he hit that the overcoming the overcoming the big the big wall knocking down the big domino and then the growth that he's had so just so you guys know you got to follow him on his own podcasts um origin story radio because if you want to learn how to tell your story and that's what network marketing is about telling your story how can your prospect or your person or your person online or your lead say that's me too and by telling his origin story just like he did that literally will help some people say hey that's me too so belly to belly i love to hear this because you were in the trenches you were in the trenches and you know everyone's like well the guy was on the radio blah 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 blah. he probably knows a bunch of people yeah, he probably did. He had a great network. He has a good speaking voice and he has all that stuff. But here's the thing, like you overcame all of that stuff to just, like you came into network marketing at 27. How many of you guys at 27 knew what was going on? Like, I love, I love that story. That story is amazing. It's like, it's like you were ignorance on fire and then you kind of learned and then yeah. you learned that this isn't what I want to do and this isn't how I want to do it. So you transitioned into, so I just want to ask you, like the biggest shifted mental shift in your head after you read that book, yeah, was you know automation and scaling. So, yeah. what what was like the trigger that said, you know what, automation and scaling is actually where I want to go and how I want to do this? What what was that trigger? I mean, what what was the because you know a lot of the network marketers are like, well, you know, old school belly to belly still works, and it does. I it does. There's nothing wrong with it. It does. But at some point. Like you noticed that you were the block. You were the, you were the bottleneck of the company. You were the bottleneck of your business. And when you stopped working, everything stopped working. So yeah, like and that, that, that was the painful part of the process. Like that was the part that hurt the most was realizing I was the block to my own success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my kids are very, very needy. Um, it's funny. We, we were talking to one of our social workers today and she was like, your kids are easily like two of the most challenging kids that I've ever seen and had to work with. Um, she's like, what you guys are doing is, is, is incredible. She's like, but it's got to take an incredible toll. And I was like, oh, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, losing that business was devastating to me. Like I had, I had really found myself in network marketing when I was 27 years old, and then all of a sudden, I'm having all of this success and accolades and money and stuff like that. It, like that really built me up as a person and made me feel good. It built my confidence. It, it, it drove me and, and I felt like I found my calling. And then for, you know, fast forward a few short years later, and it's all gone was devastating to me. Like it crushed me. I, and it took me a long time to kind of bounce back from that devastating loss. And to answer your question is what I saw when I read that book was this is a, there, there are tools now that we have available to us that we didn't have when I was 27 years old, right? The internet has changed dramatically. How business is done has changed dramatically. Facebook itself is, is, is a game changer in and of itself. And we didn't really, we didn't have Facebook when I, when I started, when I was 27. So there was now tools that I could use to do, to automate and to scale things that I wasn't able to do before. And that was the light bulb that clicked for me. It was, it gave me hope again. It, it gave me a feeling of like, okay, Ben, you have all this knowledge, you have all this experience and you have a heart to help people and want to see people succeed. 
You just need to have a vehicle that you can drive that will get you there. And to me, this is using automation and using scalable tools and like the internet and funnels and stuff like that um, is, is like having a Ferrari versus having just like, you know, a Chevy Malibu, you know? Yeah, the Chevy Malibu is a fine car. It'll get you where you want to go eventually. But, you know, you know, I'd rather be in the Ferrari and go 100, 180 miles an hour and get right. there, you know, lickety split and, and feel great about it in the process. And so that's, that's how I see uh, the, the change. That's, that's what I saw in network marketing secrets that kind of like made me feel like I could finally do something and, and make a run at this again. So I'm going to break script because you know, that what that story just opened up something. So I want you to think about this, like top, like a great, an amazing network marketer. that's like belly to belly. He does the belly to belly, to belly, to belly to belly thing. And he's like, you know what? I don't, understand this internet thing and I don't want to learn it it worked this way without like telling him he's wrong how do you explain to him I mean I think you, you just did with the Malibu, Malibu to Ferrari uh, yeah but in your own words how do you explain to like role play I'm like hey my system works I, I go out and I show the plan and I'm at home meetings and I'm this and I'm that you know, and it works. And my, my conversion rate is, you know, if I have 20 people in the room, I close 10, two of them actually do something. One of them stays for a year, you know, the normal network marketing yep. deal, like 20 to yeah, show 10 sponsor two. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like get your first you, six, one of them's going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then six months later, you have one person and yeah. a bunch of pissed off people. So <laughs> you can't even go to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah. what do you say to, to that network marketer that's having that success like that? What, what, what is it that you say to him that's not, not saying that he's doing it wrong, but right. almost like, not that there's a better way, because that's, that's one way that you want to say it, but like, what do you say to him that says, maybe take the blinder off? Like, what does it sound like? You know, it, it's funny. Network marketing is, is, you know, prides itself in having an open mind. You know, they're always like, well, you know, do you keep your options open? Do you have an open mind to, to doing this and stuff like that? But I find a lot of network marketers actually have a very closed mind when it comes to this industry. They're not willing to look at ways that things could be approved. And, you know, I, I look at it, you know, just simply from a very pragmatic view of, these, these techniques that, that you're using in, in that scenario that you just described, Eric, are, are laid out probably in the late 80s, early 90s. That's when those tactics were kind of invented and, and really caught on. Mm -hmm. And we're in 2021, man. Like, things have evolved. Things have changed. The world has changed. It's not the same thing anymore. And yes, you can continue to do that and you can get traction. But in my experience, what ends up happening is you don't really have a, a very good scalable business for most people. Some people are, are able to figure that out and, and generate enough leads and stuff like that and, and, and get momentum that, that it kind of works in their favor. They get that momentum going. But when you have a fail rate in the industry of 98% of people in network marketing fail, your marketing sucks. Your plan sucks. It just does. 
There's got to be a better way. And have an open mind to think like, okay, well, what if we could change that from sort of a 98% fail rate? What if we just got it down to 90%? What would my business look like? So instead of sponsoring two people out of every 10 and, and going through that whole thing, what if you sponsored three or four and you didn't have to be there to do it? What would that do for you? What would that do for your business? What would that do for your personal life? If you didn't have to be the guy standing up and showing the plan and drawing on the whiteboard or, or doing the PowerPoint or however it is that you do it, if you didn't have to be that guy and it just kind of happened in the background on the internet for you, how much more effective could you be? You know, we talk a lot about in this industry, having freedom of time and having the freedom of money. But what ends up happening is a lot of a lot of like mid-level leaders don't have that time freedom in network marketing. It's a job for them. And it's a demanding job because it's usually part-time. They probably haven't earned their freedom yet from their job. So they're working full-time and they're having to like run all over the place and, and do all these meetings and stuff like that. Like that, that's not exactly building the dream <laughs> to me. So um, that's what I would say. I would just like, just be, have an open mind and, and, and be willing to consider that maybe, you know, in the last 30 years, there's a new way to market and a better way to market because the industry has changed. The world has changed and your audience has changed too. They're, they're tired of, of being approached like that. You, it doesn't take long to find negative remarks about MLM on the internet. It's, it's every, it's pervasive. And that's because you're still using 30 to 40 year old marketing techniques that people are sick of. They don't want to be approached that way. Yeah. I, I always call it the, the spray and pray model. Like right. you're just, you're just sending out um, like copy and paste scripts out to people. And, and I understand like, so he, here's what I understand. I understand like when you first start, yeah, work your warm market a little bit, like get, get some bruises, get some bumps, get some whatever. But that's why this podcast is called burnt phone marketing. Because if you've been in the industry for a year or you've been in the industry for a day, your phone is, as we call it, burnt. And that's a scary thought. So think about that. Like, how many times have you gone to an event and then they're like, go through your list again? Maybe it's a different time. Maybe it's a different time. And then you go through that list again and you get the same rashes. You get the same thing that you had for, oh, by the way, I have this. I came to you the wrong way. I did this. You know what? instead of going back to the same list over and over and over again, get your marketing game up. Right. And have that list just constantly growing to a day, to a day, to a day is what they say, right? Add two people a day, add two people a day. The problem is, is when you add two people a day, are they really your, and I'm going to use this word loosely, avatar? Are they the person that you really want to work with? Are they your dream client? Are they your dream customer? No, no, they're a warm body. Exactly. It, what what, what is it saying? Body. If it fogs a mirror, prospect them. <laughs> it's, if it's within two feet and has, yeah. and, and breathes, you, yeah, you prospect them. Yeah, it's, I remember doing like, you know, go, going to, you know, stores and you know, going to bookstores and, and hanging out in the personal development section, just waiting for somebody to make the mistake of coming over there yeah. and be like, oh, hey, you like Robert Kiyosaki? I bet you would love to do what I do. You know, and, and you want to be in, you want to be in the other quadrant, you know, you want to be in the other quadrant. Yeah, You want to get into the employee in, into the, uh, into the business owner quadrant, which is kind of ridiculous because network marketing isn't quite really that either. 
like I, I have some problems with with the industry and how it portrays itself as, as a business. And that's one thing that I really like about this model is that it does edge us closer to real business ownership. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That's the other thing that I really like about this is that it, it, it encourages people to take a lot more ownership in, in, in the business and, and to learn traditional business marketing skills that they really need to have. Yeah, I mean, you come from a broadcasting um, base and, and we talked about it before this call. It's like, would you rather have a lead or an audience? I mean, what's more important, yeah. a lead or an audience? I'd rather have the audience. Right, so yeah. when you build the audience, that's your list of 100, that's your list of 1,000, that's your list of, if you can find those raving fans, and it's a low, it's a slow play. It's not, it's not like um, you're going to jump out of the gate and have, you know, 500 yeses, unless you have that network. Right. And even right. then, let's just be honest, 500 yeses, you build a big, big, big business, but the rate of those people actually working is identical to what Eric Worre talks about. You know, you sponsor 100, at the end of the day, you know, seven are there in a year, four are there in two years, one is there. And he, and then he always says, and that person is the one that's creating 80% of your business. Yep. So burn through a hundred yep. people to get to one, which is a yep. great model. But I think with the way that you're talking about the way that you set it up is like finding the right people in the right business mind. Yeah are not like, I'm going to- That was a, a big bit. thing to me. That was a big aha moment to me is, is once I understood the avatar idea of like, oh, who do you really want to work with? And focusing on that, like that, that was a huge light bulb moment for me because we that's what we do in broadcasting. Like everything in broadcasting is, is a targeted demographic. Mm -hmm. Like one of the radio stations that I programmed recently, their target demographic is women 35 to 54 who make, you know, $75,000 a year. They're married. They have two kids and a dog, you know, like we knew, we knew their name and, and where they lived and what kind of car they drove. Like we were really specific about who, when we crack that mic open, who we're talking to. And let so, me ask you a question. Yeah. When you, when you dialed in that, did, was it easy to advertise? Was it easy to sell advertising? Like yeah. you literally told them exactly who, who, what, why, when, where, how this person is. So you weren't like advertising to something that wasn't even in your demographic. Cause you'd be like, why unless would they I? got those, unless they got those weird, like those weird spots where it's like you bought this big plan and then they threw this one up you know, in the middle of it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, we'll throw this in as a bonus here. You can yeah, have the rock. Here, here, yeah, here's, it's not your demographic, but here, maybe well, some we'll, women will decide to get we don't do that, But we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that because of how, you know, when you go in radio, when you go and you talk to a prospective advertiser, like you're bringing all that, all that data with you and saying, mm -hmm. this is exactly who listens to our radio station because this is who we've targeted and this is who we program to so that you know exactly who you're going to be putting your advertising message in front of. So there's no confusion for the advertiser about, well, I mean, I hope I'm getting in front of the right audience. It's, it's, it's a known commodity. It no, we know exactly who's listening and how much they're listening and stuff like that. So um, like to me, that was a big light bulb. That was a big aha moment for me because I was like, okay, great. I can do the same thing and I can stop working with people that I don't want to work with. 
Like that's that's one of the the main problems with the old style of network marketing is, you know, it's it's a warm body. You're just looking for warm bodies. You're getting desperate. You know, mm-hmm. after a while, you're just like, I don't care. You know, I need to hit that rank. I need to hit that rank. I need to hit that yeah. rank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I show up, if I come up to this this information session one more time without a guest, like I'm gonna kill myself. Like you know, I just I just want a body. I don't care who it is. Um, right. When you get that that desperation. Um, and this kind of, once you understand your ideal avatar and who you're looking for, that desperation goes away because you can just bypass all those people of just be like, yeah, that's not who I'm looking for. It's not a big deal. I just keep looking for the right people. And what it does is it makes your retention go up because you're getting the right people who are actually wanting to do network marketing mm-hmm. with you in the way that you want to do network marketing instead of just a warm body. And that makes all the difference in the world. So, um, that that was a that was a big takeaway for me this year. Yeah, getting the right people. Like uh, I love what um the Alabama coach always says. He's like, we're gonna get the right people on the we're gonna the bus is gonna go this direction. We're gonna go to the game. We're gonna get the right people on the bus. We're gonna get the wrong people off the bus. We're gonna get the right people in the right seats, and yep. we're all gonna have one goal in mind. Like mm-hmm. like even Bill Belichick, just do your job. Like just all you gotta do is do your job. Yeah. Yep. So when you're finding those right people. They already know that their job. You don't have to. You don't have to instill drive and ambition and all that other stuff. You're already right. filtering out drive and ambition. And I, I and I actually went through your website and kind of looked at it. You actually have a filtering process before they. You have an application process, like, and I love that. There's an app. You applic. You you have to apply to be on Ben's team. Yep. So, and this is not the first person that everyone's done. That everyone's done this, but we've modeled some people that. I mean, imagine the difference if you get accepted versus you get recruited. And I don't want to say recruited, like recruited is a good thing, but if you get accepted into the team or you get like, you know, you just kind of like, I decided to join the team. Like I, 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 yeah, I paid my money. I swiped my credit card. But when you get accepted, what do you think like is the difference between like, I swipe my credit card or I went through a process and got accepted. What, what, what is, what, what's the logic behind that? Well, I, I think, you know, psychologically what it does is it, um, it weeds out some people who, yeah. who are on the fence and not sure that they really want to do it. Um, and they're, they're just kind of curious about the industry or curious about what I'm doing. Um, Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to waste my time and I didn't want to waste other people's time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like college, man. Like college, you, we all know college is a business and we all know college makes money by having people come there, but you still have to apply. Like you still have to prove that you're somebody that the college wants to work with. And that's kind of how I view my business is, is like a, it's like a college application of like, yeah, I mean like nine times out of 10, I'm going to say yes. Cause I want to work with people. Sure. But at the same time, like, I want to work with the right people. And I want to work, I want to work with people who see that aren't intimidated by that see the value that I'm providing them. Because in that application process, I lay out, okay, when you join my team, you're going to get this, 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 and this, you know, and it's worth X amount of dollars and da, 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 da. And if you were to go somewhere else, if you wanted to just get this stuff from me, you can pay me, you know, however many thousands of dollars, that's fine. But if you join my team, you get it all for free. Um, 
Like, I think that that has a powerful, a powerful impact psychologically. I think that it makes people proud of what they're doing mm -hmm. um, because they were accepted instead of just like you said, like they were just like, well, I had the money. So they let me in. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, yeah, I had the money. So they let me in. And, you know, one thing that's cool about like that logic is when you get accepted to something, you tell everybody. Like you literally tell everybody. So like the difference, and one of my mentors told me this, he says, the sale doesn't happen when they swipe the card. And you've probably heard this before. The sale happens when they're willing to share their purchase or their decision with their network. Oh, that's great. I haven't heard that. That's fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't like when you, when you sold them to be in your network marketing company, that's not where it starts it actually starts when they're willing to share and defend their purchase or their, um, their, you know, their decision with their network. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. I'm going to write that one down because that's, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> hey, Garrick, I came on your podcast and learned something. <laughs> Perfect. I love this show. <laughs> so I'm going to just, roll over and actually can you just tell us a little bit about your podcast your origin story radio podcast yep. tell me you know what like when when the when my listeners come over to your podcast and kind of listen to what you're doing tell, tell me what they're like tell me what the premises and what they're going to get from over sure over. origin story radio uh is the the premise of it is that i want people who are thinking about marketing getting involved in marketing to listen to this show and, and maybe you have some questions you're not sure um, or maybe you just got started and you're not quite sure what to do. I, I interview people who are just a couple steps ahead of you mm -hmm. usually just a few steps, not like uh, I'm not, I'm not interested in, in interviewing Tony Robbins and, and all these other like great names and, 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 and big names. I'm more interested in people you haven't heard of maybe who are just a few steps ahead of you, but have made some mistakes and have figured some things out and are willing to share those mistakes and those tips and tricks and, and little things that they've learned in the very beginning of their career and their, or in their own origin story mm -hmm. to teach you what to do so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that they do. And that's, that's what we do on origin story radio. Well, that's, that's awesome because you're always, I always tell people this, you're always learning from somebody that's two rungs in front of you on the ladder and you're always teaching people that are two rungs behind you on the ladder. Yep. So as long as you can stay there and you're always learning and developing, you're going to be valuable to many. And, you know, I always tell people service to many leads to greatness. And um, that is one of the premises that um, I love what Ben said. That's one of the premises because he says, if he's helping more people faster and he's not the bottleneck, then you know you can help more people he's filtering through people he's helping more people so that being said guys make sure you run over and check out um ben at his on his podcast or origin story radio and i'll actually drop the link in the show notes so ben any last words you got i mean this is a great interview i was super this this is an exciting interview so anything any last words that you get um maybe to a seasoned network marketer or a new network marketer, what would be like your, your like, I always say this, I'm, I'm going to close with this. Imagine you're at the, and you've already done this before, but you're speaking at the largest 
convention marketing, Funnel Hacking Live, you know, Grant Cardone, whatever it is, like the biggest stage that you ever want to be on. You have your raving fans. There's 100,000 people inside the stadium and you were the Sunday speaker. Meaning, guys, if you don't know what the Sunday speaker is, that's the reason, that's like the person that everybody came to see. Like right before lunch, the Sunday speaker, before they close it out, that you're the Sunday speaker. So you're the keynote keynote. Okay. When they stand up and they turn around and they're walking out the door and they see your image because you were the Sunday speaker, what's the one phrase, the one quote, the one whatever that you want the audience, your audience, your new audience, your 100,000 raving fans to remember you by? <laughs> um. Oh, that's a tough question, man. Um, nobody's ever asked me that. That's a really good question. I'm impressed, Eric. Uh, let's see. I think the one thing that I would want them to remember me by is um, that you can do it. That it, it's not new. It's it's not hard. It's new. Mm. I think is probably is probably the one thing that I say a lot to a lot of people right now. It, you know, when when I, because I do have a, a small team that I've, I've already developed and there's a bunch of older network marketers and they've kind of done some things the way that I used to do it. And as I'm teaching them, I'm like, guys, this isn't hard. It's just new. Mm. You just haven't done this before. You haven't done it this way before. It's not any, it's not any more difficult than going out and contacting somebody. It's not any more difficult than, you know, getting up and showing the plan at a hotel meeting or anything like that. It's just a new way to do the same thing. That's, that's good. That's good. So guys, just remember, it's not new. I mean, it's not hard. It's just new. And I love what, like we, I interviewed uh, Jordan Metric not too long ago and he says, it's not that you're not good at something. It's just that you haven't done it enough. Right. <clears throat> right. And if you think of it's not hard, it's just new and just good at what you're not good at. Not, not, not good at don't like not good, but just get that skill, get that yeah, skill up. Yeah. Just be and willing to put in the time and, and learn how to do the thing and, and you'll be fine. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It's, it's just, it's just new. You just haven't thought of it that way before. And I think that's a good thing. I think the industry desperately needs that. The, the industry desperately needs new ideas and new ways of doing things because the old ways are proving more and more and more, especially now with, you know, with the last year with COVID and stuff like that, man, belly to belly businesses suffered big time last mm -hmm. year. Whereas a lot of us who were already on the internet and marketing on the internet saw a lot of growth. So, you know, Zoom was a, Zoom is a noun. Right, right. <laughs> like Zoom is a noun. So right. all of you network marketers that are not proficient in Zoom, like don't know how to do breakout rooms, don't know how to do recordings, don't know how to do all that stuff, grab some skills. This is my nugget to you guys. Grab some skills, find somebody on, on YouTube, wherever you, you go to get your skills, because skills are inexpensive, and learn how to proficiently run a Zoom call. You will stand out amongst the crowd being able so to run a zoom call so that being said ben thank you man and guys make sure you uh, uh, like i said i'm going to put all of the information inside the show notes to 
run over and check out Ben on his Origin Story podcast, um, Origin Story radio podcast. And it was a pleasure, Ben. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look forward to working with you. I mean, Ben's one of our students, so I definitely look forward to working with you and getting more in-depth and helping you out with whatever you need. So thank you for your time. It was awesome. And guys, I will catch you on the next episode of Burnt Phone Marketing Radio. Talk to you guys soon. tired of those lame Facebook groups that provide no value? Well, our Facebook group is awesome. Go to unlockthefbgroup.com and get access to our Facebook group where you will be able to find interviews of top network marketers and Q&As where you can jump in and talk to them live. We also have massive training. We provide a bunch of free tools. So jump into that group. Again, that's unlock the fbgroup.com we'll ask you a few questions in mini chat because that's what we do and make sure that you're not a spammer and get you into the group right away so again go to unlock the fbgroup.com and don't be a spammer <laughs>